Miniature soldiers, big opinions. This is the Conclave Podcast. Good evening, everyone, on this sunny Sunday where we're recording. Welcome to another episode of the Conclave Podcast. Uh, tonight, hosting, we have me, Adam, ADR Wargaming, and I am joined by Quipster. Say hi, Quipster. Hi, Quipster. There we go. Nice. And I have the Sandman, of course. Hi, Sandman. <laughs> there we go. We're just stealing jokes from Winter's SEO. It's an ongoing theme. But more importantly, tonight we are joined by a very special guest. It's Stig from Tabletop Tactics, everyone. Say hi, Stig. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for having me, first of all. You are, you are very welcome. You are very welcome. As I say, it's a beautiful day, and it's a beautiful day to talk about Warhammer. Uh, although, to be I'm honest, we talk about Warhammer any day. So, you know, who, who knows the difference? <laughs> I love how, as Warhammer players, we're just like, ah, oh, it's a beautiful day. Let's be indoors and do only indoor activities. <laughs> well, do you know what I will say? Um, and here we go. First tangent of the episode. I will say, I do hope that the tradition of Garden Hammer, which has obviously become not merely a thing that people just do, you know, if they have the space, but now a necessity, thanks to the slow sort of lifting of lockdown. I hope that continues. Because do you know what? We had our first, we all three of us had our first bit of Garden Hammer um, the, yesterday, in fact, uh, with some friends of ours um, in, in, a, in, a, in a socially distanced way within the, the confines of the rules of, of sort of six people outdoors. And it was glorious. It was absolutely glorious. Oh. And it was great to roll dice again. I will say that. Honestly, it was amazing. The thing is, though, more than anything else, it was nice to be like around people. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, just, yeah. in like just in the vicinity of other people, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, literally. And like, I swear to God, though, the funniest thing was it was kind of cold, but like there was no wind and it was very sunny. And so like throughout the day, I kept on like looking over at Adam and just being like, Adam's a little bit more pink than the last time I saw him. And it like gradually increased throughout the day because it was so sunny. I I came home to my other half and she was like, oh, you've got sunburn. And I was like, I know. And I'm okay with that. Um, But no, don't do that, kids. Wear wear sunscreen. I forgot. Totally worth it. Um... (laughs) Although you, you, so so unfortunately where, where um, Quipster was playing was sort of in shadow underneath the buildings mm-hmm. where we were playing. Um, so he came into the sun like a sort of like a lizard to stand there for oh, a couple of minutes, yeah. like warming himself, like a cormorant honestly, on the Thames. It was majestic. No, honestly, seriously, like, because like it was, it was in shadow. And so I was freezing. Like all these other guys were in the sun in t-shirts. You wore a big just, jacket and I, as like, well. I, I was wearing my big jacket, but I didn't have the arms through. So I was wearing it like a cape. And so, like, I, there were occasions when uh, Charles, who's, uh, who runs our, like, little club at Battlefield Bermondsey, uh, he's doing his movement phase or his deployment. I was just like, I just, I have to go and stand in the sun for a second. And that just happened to be next to Adam's table. And I just stand there and bask for a second. Just like, oh, I need the vitamin D. You know, I mean, picture the scene, right? It's sort of we, myself and my opponent are, are working out what's going on. And I turn my head and all I see is this kind of, you know, spread cloak of, of Quipster appearing like a sort of discount puffer jacket Batman, you know, to, to be glorious in the sun. It was it was the first time it was actually quite shocking. But after that, it was it was just beautiful. It's the fact that you, you still kept it as a cape, knowing somehow that it could be warmer if I wore it as a jacket. However, it's a cape. So I'm keeping it that way. Uh, yeah, because capes, capes are cool. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care what the Incredibles have to say. Capes are the way forward. That's all I'm saying. Well, you, 
you were running your imperial fists. You were you were running your imperial fists, and you did have Tor Garadin. So I sort of feel like you were trying to channel Tor Garadin a little bit. You know, with these that big massive cloak. fist you had on was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> channel my inner siege captain. Yeah. Five ninety nine Toys R Us Hulk hand, just waving yeah. it around. Crimstar, <laughs> yeah. I don't care how many times you say it. It doesn't. It doesn't triple your strength. It doesn't. It. <laughs> <laughs> Just get really angry and flip the table. Yeah, have, have you have you have you managed to do any garden hammer at all, Stig? Have you managed to sort of get some games in in this these desperate times that we are in? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Um, a good friend of mine has has literally rebuilt a table, but they were long distance away from us. So uh, so you know the chances of garden hammer is probably out of the question uh, for a little while. Um, mm. You know, it, it sounds it, it may sound like the. Uh, the, the the cheesiest thing to say but i'm also I, I love the fact that my next game will be back in the studio and that's really exciting for me so like that's that's also a, a really big deal so uh, and hopefully if the uk aren't idiots then we'll edge closer to towards that so you know yes play nice yeah. everybody follow the rules plus if you if you if you play garden hammer you're gonna have to keep stepping over bone as he's a plant, so <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you have to be careful where you put your feet, otherwise, yeah, yeah bad things happen. <laughs> nice, nice, um, and yeah, I think, I think, yeah, get getting back to it's gonna, it must be weird, right, when you're when you're you're gonna go back there and sort of just get a game in, and and obviously you know Lawrence and and uh, Sanger and, and Bone and Chef have been knocking out content. You're gonna have to stride <laughs> in there and school <laughs> them in the ways of the admec, surely. Well, I'm not so sure about that, but it's, it's a funny <laughs> one because it's it's just it's so weird because like everybody, you know, you, you you're working remotely as it were, so you're still you know involved in everything despite the fact that you know not being able to be there. Um, so it's a it's a very bizarre situation where I know everything and know nothing about what's changed in the background. So there's lots of stuff <laughs> that will, uh, I'll I'll be back having to relearn certain things and and what have you, but it'll be great fun. So. Did you just as a bit of a bit of behind the scenes for our listeners? <laughs> did you did you receive an email or or even just a voice message from Lawrence with a picture of the Drakari Codex and him just laughing his head off by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> not 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 quite not quite. You know, I, I, you know um, because of uh, my kind of my restrictions a, a little bit because of how often I'm I'm there normally when the world isn't so weird. Uh, I don't get involved in the the playtesting side of things but i knew that the guys were super excited about that book shall i say that that's probably fair to say they were you know looking forward to just from a like because chef is probably the most he his you know want for balance across the game is is mm. the biggest thing uh he you know he wants the game to be as balanced as it possibly can whilst also being appropriate for the law of each army you see what i mean because yeah you know, everyone thinks of chef as, as a, a, a rules guy and he is but he's also a law guy like he knows his law like nobody's business um across so many armies i i don't quite understand how he absorbs so much um so so it's one of those things that you know that book is just such a great sign hopefully for all of us of of what's coming in terms of you know the writing in general like it's such a thematic book it's got mm. such balance within itself mm. there's things there's 
there's you know bits and pieces <laughs> that obviously you know maybe some suggestions perfect, were, were, they, were yeah. made mm-hmm. yeah and maybe some suggestions were made as to mm, that might be a little bit strong and they've still made it into the book but you know that's kind of how it works sometimes yeah well the, the yes. book gets played more in like the first week even in lockdown more in the first week than all the play testing right that's actually interesting you say you weren't involved in the play testing purely from the point of view of if my friends were play testers and i knew they were play testers i would be the most annoying person i like anybody who knows me if you're ever a play tester, don't tell me because i would just piss you off like did you, did you find that were you like what's going on with adamic what are they doing with custodies like or, or just oh, ninth edition yeah i mean it's just it's, it's such a weird one i suppose the the great thing the great thing for me is that I get to be like everybody else that it's Christmas morning. And I, and nice. I really, cool. I think that's really important um, because everything we do, we do it because we love it, right? Like we're, so. we're in a fortunate position where, you know, cleaning yourselves, we're creating content, you know, for others. And that's really, we get to do that. But we get to do that because we love what we do. And so like, I, I think, look, I, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, at some point down the line, I want to be in and out. You know, the detail of all of that sort of stuff. But you know, for how it is now, I mean, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. So how do I, you know, get to complain about that? Do you know what I mean? I just think of it. I'm Christmas. <laughs> it's, I'm a child on Christmas morning. I get the new book. You know, the. Oh, I suppose you know we are still fortunate that you know we we do get it before. Often we're fortunate that you know, we send them, you know, the final versions before. So you know, I, I maybe get to see it a little bit early, but even so like that's yeah that's that's all dependent on what's going on and when the world is less broken right (laughs) so yeah so So, like for me i just you know i just like to hold on to the fact that it's just great fun you know it's it's just you know every one of us gets that new book in our hands and rips it open and goes to the thing that we're most excited about first and i still get to have that so you know it doesn't take away from that so that's my positive spin on it anyway (laughs) i like it i like it it. it's a good i mean i I will i will say i think um yeah one thing along the lines of what you said that you know chef talks about one thing we've been very excited by is the fact that the drakari codex is a great signaler for what other you know xenos codexes are going to look like i mean for me i i'm i have a i mean i have many armies but tyranids are one of the ones i'm working on this year and i'm building them up um and if that's any indication of what they're doing i mean it's also craft worlds you know we mentioned our friend charles earlier he is he is a massive craft world fan i mean he's got God knows how many of them. He loves his. He loves the lore. Loves the Eldar. And you know, when it, if they do a new codex, that's anything along the lines of the Drakari, oh, it's going to be so good. It's it's going to be good for the game overall, as you know, as you say, and as, as Chef sort of talks about a lot. Um, but yeah, just those armies getting a glow up, getting a bit of glam on. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be tasty. Yeah, I think I mean, it's, it's exciting just to hear about all yeah all this new stuff coming. You know, every every book you know so far is you know there's there's some great stuff in all of them. So I think it's really exciting to see. You know, we feel like we're in a good space for a game perspective. You know, things are going in the right direction. But yeah, like Definitely. I I love our Myrmidon army. So like you know I uh, you know I'm similar. I can't wait for a you know Tyranids Codex update. That'd be brilliant they feel like they need some love right so like, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah that'll be exciting when, when that does happen definitely um so i think then on that note since we're talking about your enthusiasm for armies and your, your positivity about this game for those who do not know stig 
who are you? How did you get into this hobby? How long have you been playing? And how did you get involved with Lawrence and Tabletop Tactics and all those guys down there? Hmm. So, um, for, you know, forgive me for, for those that have heard this too many times. Uh, so, um, so I, you know, my name is Stig. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be uh, one of the content producers for Tabletop Tactics. Um, I'm the most part-time out of everybody. Everybody else is full-time, so I'm the, the spare part, <laughs> which is appropriate for the admin. Um, I, uh, I got into the hobby, I suppose, yeah, like many of us, I, I played a little bit as a kid, uh, which I'm very old, so that was second edition. Um, so I played a little bit of second edition, didn't really have any money, so like couldn't really afford much, and it was all quite difficult. I, my first army was, was Orcs, um, cool. but I say army because it was you know about four units or something because I had no <laughs> money. Um, and then Necromunda came out, so that was very exciting because that was I could buy 10 guys and I could actually have a, a, a force. So that was cool. Played a little bit of Necromunda and then, um, you know, stopped hanging out with those folks that I played with at that time. You know, other things happened. Life got exciting in different ways and, you know, had a, you know, short break for 25 years. Um, <laughs> and then was uh, chatting at work with two of my friends, uh, a certain Mr. Lawrence and a certain Mr. Joe. Um, and we were chatting about this thing called Warhammer that you know Joe was just getting back into uh, and I was like oh I remember that and, you know <laughs> I then wandered <laughs> off and did something else and, and what have you and then uh, a few weeks later or I don't even know however long later you know there was oh yeah I did this thing on YouTube all right cool that sounds cool um, and then you know started <laughs> what you know started watching a few of the uh, few of the shows and for you know, went from casual. Oh, I remember that. To this is this is really cool. This looks really fun, and you know, just more chatting away. And um, I remember I was uh, I was kind of it was coming in the the process of you know planning uh, my wife and I's wedding, and we were kind of in the lead up to to that. And I was pretty stressed. If anyone's ever <laughs> planned a wedding uh, out there, you know how and stressful it is for everybody involved. And you know, my wife was doing the hard work, but I was still pretty stressed. Um, and um, you know, chatting about this with it was Joe. It was Beard. Actually, you know, said, "Oh, you know, I find really, you know painting really." like a stress reliever it's a really great thing from kind of you know helps me decompress and what have you and um and i was kind of missing some of that some form of kind of creativity um and you know so what seemed like oh yeah that's a great idea i'll start i'll, I'll maybe i'll pick up a few models and start painting but I tend to do things kind of whole hog. So I thought, well, if I'm going to do some <laughs> painting, I should probably like work out which army I should go for. And maybe that's an army I might want to play. And as the only people that I know play are, you know, Lawrence and, and Joe, then I probably have to like figure this out a bit properly because that means being able to do it on YouTube. Um, and, you know, fast forward. Um, yeah, and my first ever game of 40k was uh, was on YouTube. So it was a game oh, against wow. yeah, a game against Sanger. Uh, Sanger had picked the game up, you know, a few months earlier, what have you. Um, and yeah, it was uh, Admech against Blood Angels on YouTube. Probably still on, you know, it's still on the app on on uh, on demand. Uh, some work well actually it was a YouTube game it was a freeview game um, so uh, so yeah it was that was my first actual full game of 40k um, ever it was just as 8 for 
started and uh, yeah, ever been playing ever since. So if you had I joined, if you, if you had started playing a couple of months earlier, you would now be chained in the basement. <laughs> and Sanger <laughs> would be on it. That's crazy. So what's so, in, what's so interesting to me about that is because, and it's, it's a, it is a, a weird one, but you essentially went naught to 100 in terms of, I don't really have any other way of saying it, but kind of like fame in water. <laughs> by which I mean like when you go to Bad Moon Cafe or you go to a tournament, there must be a lot of people, I assume, that come up to you. Yeah. So that must have been really odd so weird yeah it's a, it's a very very <laughs> odd thing it's a very very odd thing and i think um yeah it's it's an it's yeah i don't know how to, to say it. i mean i was you know probably uh, a bit of an idiot frankly uh, to think that this was a great <laughs> idea um, to to you know get into a new hobby that i'd never oh, and i'll do it in front of you know thousands of people um that's a great idea uh, who all like to use their keyboards uh, to tell me how how uh, <laughs> how i am on everything <laughs> um but uh but yeah and it was yeah honestly it was it was it was great but yeah it was it's a very bizarre thing to to have anything you know i'm, I'm you know chris will be the same i'm sure like you anytime you go you if you get some form of recognition it's a very strange thing because i'm a normal person just like everybody else and then <laughs> so why does this person know who i am um yeah but you know it's 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 incredibly flattering it's incredibly humbling um i suppose the other thing about it is as we've as we've grown and it's got bigger it's it's also it's also been very humbling because it's kind of allowed us to see the impact we can have in a really positive way on people's lives and 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 i think for me that's that's even more something because we're just a group of mates hanging out and having fun like yes there's everything else that's to it but if we can then do that and it has that positive impact on someone's life then that's just incredible like that's just mm. mind-blowing but then why you know why wouldn't we do that like why wouldn't we do that to the best of our ability to try and help people and you know if someone gets some enjoyment from it some respite from whatever they've got going on you know then it's just incredible i mean awesome. i'm not gonna lie uh i i know exactly what you mean being recognized is weird i had this has only ever happened to me once i got recognized in the street i was like wow i can't <laughs> believe that happened this is really cool but there's another part of me that's just like Oh no! I get I I got recognised in the street. That could be dangerous. Like yeah, yeah. It's a very weird thing. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you, if you go to a bad moon or a dark sphere or you go to a tournament or somewhere, you know, that's obvious. But when it's in, you know, when it's in the real world, that's a very mm. very strange thing, <laughs> and and, yeah. and com it can also be a bit weird for those around you as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, my wife's what do you do to... as a job? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Random nerds I mean, keep stopping you in the street. Why does this happen? I mean, I mean, where is it? If you don't ask, because I, I will, I will own up now, and I'm saying I am one of those people who has seen you at Bad Moon and was like, I really like your Mechanicus army, which I do. In all fairness, um, but but what I was going to say is, where where is like the most random? Like, have you just been like gone to like Greg's or something, and then someone's just like, oh yes, I also love custodies. I'd like to see role, please. You know, it's just bizarre. Well, I tell you what, the, the absolute weirdest one was uh, <laughs> was in the lobby. Uh, this is a, a thing now that obviously can't exist, but uh, in the lobby waiting for Hamilton to start. So is at the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> was it Lin Manuel some Miranda? Guy comes up to me. Uh, you know, I was with my wife and a couple of friends, and some guy walks up and just 
says about Admech, funnily enough. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, then dis- and then disappears off like as quick as I, you know, <laughs> complete like double take on it and then it was gone. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's 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 just happened. That's a bit oh, weird. That's so, the best place. That's yeah. so that's just, brilliant. Yeah. But oh. I'll tell you. Oh, go I was just going to say, like, I have done that exact same thing, but I did it to bone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like these guys will tell you, like, I, I, at this point, I happen to know or be quite, quite good friends with, like, a lot of guys in the Warhammer YouTube space. And I am not cool about this fact whatsoever. And even before that, like, I met bone, I think it was near the beginning of 2018. And it was the most fucking random place you've ever seen. It was... Um, at the anti-Brexit demonstration. <laughs> and it was a sea of 20,000 people. I've told this story on the podcast before. It was a sea of 20,000 people and the crowd kind of parted. I was like, holy shit, that's Bone from Tabletop Tactics. What? Made a beeline straight for him. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> and his, uh, he was with someone. And like after me, I chatted some nonsense for a second. I did turn, turn and look at her and I was just like, this must happen to him like quite a lot. And she just looked at me like deadpan, like, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it, 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 but as you say, like, it's unbelievably humbling. Like when something like that happens, because ho- yeah, hopefully that's, that's come from the fact that you, you know, you've made a connection with someone and they've, you know, they've, they've liked what you do in some way, shape or form. And that's just amazing. I wish I'd been there Absolutely. for that. It's just like, guys, we're really concerned about the implications of leaving the single market in the customer union. Shut up, we're talking about orcs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, let's face yeah, that it, Bone is quite recognisable. That's just like, you know, he's, he just is that, yeah. But he's a, to he's be a big fair character. though, it was even funnier because like I saw him in the crowd and I talked to him for like a good five minutes and then I turned to my left and Fatboy Slim had been standing next to me the whole time. <laughs> That's a really that horrible like, name for Lawrence, mate. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, you're like, you're like a sort of magnet for celebrities. We just follow you around and uh, they will appear. Apparently. I love the fact that somehow Fat Boy Slim, Norman Cook and Ben, my mate Ben. <laughs> <in the> same... <laughs> That's just weird. He's famous to me. <laughs> Oh, that's fa- that's fantastic! Yeah, the Hamilton musical has definitely got to take it. I I would lo- I would love to have seen the comments. Like afterwards, they're like, "You can come and meet a member of the cast." They're like, "Guys, like, no, I I, I want to talk to Stigmore about Admech." <laughs> <laughs> just far far more interesting than uh, than Hamilton. Um, so I think on that then, obviously, you, you, you know, you mentioned your your first sort of army uh, inverted commas. As you say, it was you know what we all put together when uh, we we are younger. And uh, again, I will say. All of us three certainly were in the same boat, right? We had our early armies. Um, I think we we the common thing between all three of us, and I will ask you this as well. Did you ever get into the Battle for Middle Earth magazine, or was that was that late after your That's, time? I don't yeah, know. I'm I'm so old that that was way way past my time. Oh. I, yeah, I was uh, probably being thrown out of pubs at that point. Um, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. We, yeah. It's it's like a weird it's like a weird common thing like among all of us when we got chatting about it you know we all, as again all had that similar story about you know starting an army when we were kids like getting into it I mean, again starting an army right just basically going oh this looks cool I'm gonna buy this one um, and then then I can the just about Earth afford magazine. this one and that's yeah. that's what I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. especially back then when it was like there was a lot more I mean I I've still I've still got like metal 
like the the metal stuff knocking around in like um so back then as well it was all that like you know lead which is now sadly gone to fine cast uh, but we won't we won't <laughs> criticize that too much um but yeah then we all had the battle for middle earth magazine that we all all you know ended up getting and and because we all are massive nerds you know like everyone who does this hobby <laughs> and love lord of the rings um but i was gonna say you're obviously known primarily now for the custodies and the admec um i mean if I may ask you to choose, I mean, which is your favourite of the, the armies, or is it something completely different? And I mean, why is it custodies? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm sorry to say it, but it is the Admech. Uh, you know, out, out what? Of, you, know, um, you were I, my favourite. I know. Yeah, look, I, I, you were the chosen one. I do really love my custodies. <laughs> I love my custodies, and and the the, the Christopher Rape books if you i'm sure they've been spoken about like those that for me is those are the representations of custodies as far as i'm concerned there's there's a fair amount of lore out there that just doesn't quite fit for me my picture of what they are it fits for other people and that's fine but like the the christopher rate stuff that that's you know that's there's a there's a kind of you know there's almost that that situation where they're there there's more connection to the humanity of, of of them in some way and yet they're further apart from uh, humanity they could possibly be so it's this weird sort of duality but there's you know that you know and, and the you know especially um kind of the the fact that there's more interest in the humanities for want of a better phrase there's more interest in yeah. you know everything and understanding more and actually understanding that's that's the element of custodians i love but on the flip of that, one of the things I love about the Admech is the complete stupidity of it. Like the fact that it's a, you know, it's a technological based army that have no idea how any of the technology works. Um, and, and, and yet, you know, think that for the majority, if they just rub oils into it and pray better, that it will work better. I mean, that's just brilliant. I love the, the, the kind of complete stupidity of it. It's something very, very 40k and unique to 40 I think that's one of the things from mm, an true. IP perspective that is absolutely unique is is you know is, is the uh, the Admech and I think that's that's one of the reasons why they you know they are I, so I am so fond of them because they are so kind of just such a a weird mixture of of different things and you know uh, as as a a fan of old mechanical things in real life you know i i i love that element as well so i think you know it, i i understand some of that in you know who hasn't prayed to their computer to turn back on again at some point when it's not doing what they're supposed to <laughs> I mean, I I was I was I, in a in a previous life uh, while a student, I was lucky enough to work at a shop of a large computer company, which shall go unnamed. And um, mm-hmm. the uh, my my other half also worked there, uh, and she she was uh, one of the genii, uh, one of the geniuses, which rather gives it away. And I did also rather I did rather enjoy the idea that when they you know took the computer out the back actually it was just rubbing unguents into it and sort of holy <laughs> oils and such and, and then it sort of worked well it's not to be clear to anyone listening um, so but you know it would have been good if no it was sues you yeah yeah just in case this, I, 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 Cook listens. <laughs> yeah did this uh, company rhyme with schmapple yeah uh possibly yes but maybe not <laughs> um but yes that was a, that was an interesting so yeah the, the tech priests that i like to think of the genii as sort of the proto the proto tech priests in some way um as it were um <laughs> that we, we will eventually get but no but that's really cool but if we can focus on on even though they are not 
the number one in your your mechanical <laughs> heart the custodies for a second because i have to do this and, and listeners will know that that quipster is 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 the the captain general i mean if trajan valoris like sneezes he's there putting his uniform on going don't worry i'll cover for you for a bit it's fine um so 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 he we have to talk about the custodies and and obviously you have built up a pretty sizable custodies force based on both instagram and tabletop tactics that i've seen you play Mm -hmm. Um, i mean obviously you said about the lore and the the chris rake books that you love but on the tabletop what is it what is it you really enjoy about the custodies and and sort of where do you see them both now and where they're going i guess in the in the over the next sort of iterations of ninth and the new new codexes yeah it's cool um i think i think when i when i got into when i get got into custodies when i first uh, took them on one of the things that um that really interested from a game perspective just to, you know more specifically was how important every single thing you do is with that army because of it being super elite your your piling can make or break your turn <laughs> how you yeah. you know particularly in eighth uh, you know but like how you make the most of every single movement you've got how you make the most of, of every possible way to every decision you make is, is really important so from a you know as i was you know still learning the game and you know one of the things that one of the things that when you you you're learning the game and you're doing it you know in a public space one of the things from, from what we do is we almost never play the same list twice you know and of course what's the first piece of advice you give to everyone playing you know play the same list learn it know what your army does and and of course you know we take that away from ourselves um so so you know uh, 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 you know to create entertainment so you know from a from a kind of play perspective it really helped me kind of focus on on the details of what i was having to do and and, and where that can make a difference and also they're not as killy particularly if they're not as killy as they probably should be from the law perspective I'm so glad someone else said it. Honestly, <laughs> they're, they're just like, not. They're, they're not a key yeah. army, really. There are things yeah. that will do absolute devastation against the right opponent, mm. um, and there are times that you're just going to. And we've not killed anything again. But more importantly, yeah. I'm existing in this space, and you're not going to take me away from it in any way, shape, or yeah. form. Um, <laughs> so you know, so it it's such a it's such a different army to to the admet which everything is squishy everything's made of paper um so you know that's a really interesting you know it was always a really interesting thing for me as i got got into them and started playing them and i think that's that's probably an interesting you know thing in terms of you know where they what i might like them to do is is probably have you know meet the law a little bit more if that makes mm. sense there you know because there are you know the one of the things i love about um you know in the in the writing they're often talking about you know putting only the right amount of force in so they'll they'll mm. be very specific where they're they're going against a lesser foe you know they're they're you know uh, a, a bunch of cultists they're not going to put their oar in they're basically getting their pinky finger uh, finger out and you know you know knocking them <laughs> over because that's all they need to do they're efficient mm. they're doing what they need to do and then the time when you know they're coming up, up against some chaos lord they're actually going to to do something because they can mm. and i think I, I love the idea of you know maybe they have something like that that they can be a bit more 
you know that that they can kind of have that flexibility because like i say they're, they're not a very killy army largely you know there are things that do great damage and there's times that you just i'm going to exist here and that's what i'm going to do and you're going to do everything you can uh fire your entire army at my one telemon that's standing here and it's not going to take a, a single wound um yeah that's you know, I've done that. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, it, they're an interesting, interesting one in that way. I mean, just mm. from like my perspective as well, one of the things I want to see from custodies is more like nitty gritty of the law. And, and what I mean by that is, if you look at um, Space Marines, best example of this, there is a lot of law regarding the structure of companies, the structure of individual squads, markings, uh, heroes, who are the captains, all this kind of stuff. There's lots of named characters. And because custodians are so new, I think we're missing a lot of that. Um, one of the big things that a lot of people comment on being named characters in that we only... Now we have, like, two, technically, with Valerian Ish. and uh, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. Valerian, I love the model. Like, I've got it, yeah. you know, but, like... It's yeah, rubbish, though. He's not really, <laughs> he's not really no, he's anything, yeah. Exactly. So, like, A, I'd love to see Valerian be more of a thing, but also, <laughs> I, playing Shadow Keepers, obviously, I want the Lock Warden to be, uh, like, the new named character. But, like, for you, Stig, who do you want to have, like, be the next Custodes named character? Oh, that's, I mean, that's where. Constantine Valdor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's possible. It's well, possible. He is back. He is back, in theory. <laughs> Anybody yeah, watches yeah. Valrak? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, anybody, yeah. anybody who's seen a certain chapter of Master Valrak will be aware of this, but we won't dwell on it. Um, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, uh, uh, you know, we'll see whether that where that actually lands. But uh, I mean, mm -hmm. that would be incredible. Oh, that would word. be, oh, it would be the greatest Unbelievably <laughs> incredible. However, I'd also love to see. What does that conversation look like with Trajan? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean, yeah. it's like, oh yeah. Um, are you in charge now, or how does this work? Like, well, no, I, to be fair, I think Trajan, I think Trajan would just be like, you know what, you're Constantine Valdor, you can just take it from here. It's fine. <laughs> but he'll say that, but then he'll have to go to a counselling session, and he'll walk in, and there'll just be two seats, and there'll be the counsellor there, and the other seat will have Marnius Calgar in it, and he'll stand up and go, "Hi, I literally my name's Marnius, that. and I was also replaced by someone better than me." Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did, yeah, they did. They have. I do think they have. Uh, I honestly made a mistake. Well, I, th I guess they, I think they have slipped up with uh, Trajan quite a lot because um Crypt, i can't remember who it was you and i were talking to this was a little while ago we were mm. talking to some people and then you were saying how and you made the point like oh yeah you know trajan should be way better than like any space marine captain by quite some margin and people genuinely oh, just, yeah. just really shocked the people we were talking to they they genuinely didn't know they were like why would he be way better like why would he be better and it's like oh like he's he's like you know like i'm a, I'm a space marine player but like Custodies are like he, yeah. the, they bridge the gap yeah. to Primarchs in like power level. So yeah. it, people mm. and like I, I, I have a big gripe with Commander Farsight because he's D three damage, but Trajan being D three damage, <laughs> D three damage hurts yeah. me. That's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> my so <laughs> so frustrating. Um, yeah, yeah, you you're absolutely right. I mean, that's the thing. He is, you know, again, law wise. He's the one that can go toe to toe, toe to toe, with a Primarch virtually. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. the idea of, of him. He should yeah. be an 
absolute work. But he should also, you know, have that ability to be able to step into that when he needs to and be able to. Mm. So I, 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 you know, I would love, you know, the, one of the things from, I'm going to go massive side tangent here, but, you know, one Do of the it. things I love, love about, that. like, uh, AOS is some of those kind of, you know, some of those larger named models where you get, like, kind sure. of two versions. So you almost get, like, a, a you know, and, and whilst he doesn't need a separate model, but almost I wonder if there's there's somewhere like that where you could, from a rules mechanic perspective, I'd love, you know, maybe not just Trajan, but maybe, you know, thinking out, uh, outside for other characters where there's the kind of stoic side, which is so almost as if you've, you know, this is what they do at some points. But then if you choose to move to this, then you'll lose out on other things. But you've maybe now got him. Now I'm going to go and just be a beat stick, but I can only do that for mm. one turn or whatever it might be that, you know, you've got something that you know allows them to be able to go. He can be a weapon, but we're not going to make him 400 points because he's still, you mm. know, one you know yeah, thing so yeah. so maybe there'd be some interesting things yeah how you balance it hey that's not for me to have to worry about but like um <laughs> i don't care make him unbalanced i'm cool with it yeah exactly. the, the reality is that you, you're right he should be able to be an absolute beat stick and and, and you know just mm. be out there but you've got to give some balance and you know there's maybe some take somewhere along the line See, I, I almost like on 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 your point, Quipster, talking about the name the name characters thing, and I I, I do agree. Like, I mean, I've I've got again among many armies, but I've got a small Custodes force, and it would be nice them to have more named characters. But one thing that mm. I really like about the lore, and and they talk about this, I think, more in the Horus Heresy books than they do in the in the you know like the Watchers of the Throne and and the, the sort of more recent lore that they've done on them. But the idea of the Custodes, the the different like the big differentiation. Whenever you read any of the Horus Heresy books, and they're talking about when the Marines are watching the Custodes fight. Um, and there's a lot of this in like the uh, uh, the Word Bearers book um, uh, where where they first turn heretic, traitor yeah. basically first heretic yeah exactly when they talk about watching the Custodes fight and they say the one big difference with them is that they they actually almost don't fight as a cohesive unit in the way that Space Marines do Space Marines fight kind of almost like the Roman army right like as a unit they only ever function as a unit as individuals obviously they're still very powerful but they're they're actually not very good as individuals their true strength lies in in being a unit. The custodies, while they work together, they are an army of individuals. So maybe if there was some way that you could almost... So I'm thinking here of uh, along the lines of, you know, you pay for like the little... Uh, and obviously, I know custodies have the, um, you know, the additional traits. You can make Captain Commander and things like that, which are all sort of CP based in that sort of very 8th edition way. Hopefully that'll move over to sort of sm small points increases, much like they have for... Um, uh, space marines and you know chief apothecaries and you know chapter champions and things like that but if you could do that across the whole army and again kind of reflect that like you were saying stig like you could have your regular custodies and then you pay some points and then you make one or two of them these particular veterans of particular types of campaign or something that would be cool because you could then it, although they're not a named character in the sense of they're not like official you could name them yourself and you could reflect that custodies law about they get their names through their deeds and through your own battles. I, I mean, I certainly hope they build that into the crusade system for custodies, but it'd be really cool to see that in the regular rule set as well. And I know, I know Quipster, for example, I know you have your, your oh so famous spreadsheet that we talk about where you yeah. sort of record the deeds of the custodies in, a, in an incredibly law compliant way. It's brilliant, right? <laughs> but if, if you were almost encouraged, I mean, I'm not, don't be wrong listeners, I'm not going to 
force you all to start up an Excel like this guy. But um, you know, <laughs> I will to have do some it. way of <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of you must have an Excel with formulae and everything. No, but um, but if you had some way of doing that and, and boosting your individual characters and having this army of characters, this army of heroes, I feel like that yeah. would be that would be so cool, and it'd be quite unique in 40k as well. You know, because you've got your the lines to the nth degree. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, just think that'd just, be so I mean, cool. This... This is the thing. Um, the Space Wolves in 8th edition, I don't know if they still have it, had a strat where the, if there was one model left in a unit, you could uh, pay a CP and it would become a character. Yeah, um, I think they've still got and that. It would, Lone Wolf, yeah. yeah. Lone Wolf, like, yeah. Why, yeah. Why isn't that a custodies thing? That's the most mm. characterful custodies thing ever. I feel like well, it actually... Yeah. I was gonna, so the interesting thing is there's there's also the 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 thing about when it, from a law perspective when a, a custodian recognizes that they've just lost that fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a second they <laughs> effectively give up their post and go mm. and become a spy effectively they you know they they lose their armor and they disappear off into it, you know to 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 be part of the network and just to be able to uh, you know disappear because despite being eight foot tall they they were able to <laughs> to hide um, in, in incredible ways and I I'd love that to be a thing you know wouldn't it be incredible for like almost custodies level assassin that just appears from the shadows from yeah. eight for a turn you know and and you know gets to to appear and and do their thing and and you know that sort of thing so whilst he's not a named character to your original question that i never answered um <laughs> then, then uh, that, w- that would be something i would love to see because that kind of is that same thing you could you could be that is the character that you perhaps create yourself that you you can choose a model to be that and they you know, maybe they arrive on turn two in the reinforcement kind of uh, way, or whatever it might be. But they they gain almost like the the um, the with uh, knights and free blade knights, where they can you can gain a couple of positives, but maybe you have a negative. You know, mm. to reflect the fact that that character is is older and has has moved away from their post because they didn't. So maybe they gain a couple of extra attacks to reflect the fact that they you know they they were very very much a veteran, but you know they're not quite as strong as they were, or not quite as tough as they were, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, they can mm. do something in that way. And again, it's that thing that you can you can live the deeds. You can you know build that into you know your army's law as it goes on. Okay, hear me out on this one. So we take that uh-huh. concept. We have they're like veteran custodies or something, right? And they have an ability which can turn off an action, right? So if an enemy unit is doing an action, okay. they turn it off. How do you justify that? Well, they're the eyes of the emperor. They know what the enemy army is doing in advance, right? Uh-huh. So you can bring them in on the board. You can deep strike them, and you can turn off an enemy action. Personally. I think I think we should expand on that, and it should just be a strat, which is just one CP, and you win. <laughs> <laughs> just you've yeah, always been about that game balance, eh, Quipster? <laughs> used from what, like no balances, so like turn two onwards, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you got to give them a chance. Which, only know? if you have models on the board, turn two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah which, of course. Which, but do you do you do you think Stig that they're going to move towards the and this we certainly you know we talked about as a group before around having it as almost the talons of the emperor codex and bringing like giving the sisters of silence because they I feel like they need some love like they are part of that that <laughs> yes. talons of the emperor and they were there for a while and then you know apart from the Valerian Alea model they've sort of fallen out of favour with GW it seems yeah it's an interesting one mm. I, I think I'm I'm 
I'm a, a massive fan of kind of in, in, inquisitors and and all that sign of, of things as well. And I inquisitor high dagger, exactly. And and so I, I kind of um, yeah, I don't know where the, where the best place for them is. Is it something that's in the kind of you know as you say Talon's style where it goes back with the, the custodians and and that's you know in theory they're quite a nice yin and yang to to work together. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, to a certain degree, does it also give the custodies um, some some relatively cheap bodies to stand on mm. and things? Which can, <laughs> yeah, again, that maybe yeah. just ends up. Well, are we just doing soup, but with a different name? Um, like, mm. and that's that. I suppose that's the worry, isn't it? Like, yeah. they, and, and and yeah, they're not that great at the moment. I still love the models. They're great models. There's some there's some interesting plays with them there's some interesting they've got some really good strats if you play them right um you know mm -hmm. alongside a custodian's army they can work really really well but you have to you know be careful with it so i guess yeah I, part mm -hmm. of me would love to see them a lot more involved i think you if know. you i think if you combine these two ideas because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the unleash the lions as you say I, I think we've seen a little bit of this i don't think it's I honestly i honestly don't think it's that silly i think you need to change you give custodians their own uh lookout several addendum where one model can can screen or, or however you want to do it and at that point then sisters of silence aren't this incredibly cheap unit because it's cheaper to take one custody a custodian priced at like 100 points right then sitting on a backfield objective or two 200 points to secure a backfield objective it's about what everyone else pays. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and at that point, I think the reason I think it's because you know you mentioned earlier, like you know we all wish for things and then leave it for them to balance. I feel like this is so doable because like if any army, right, you can expect to have eighteen heroes. The custodians are the yeah. perfect army. And with Sisters of Silence, I think they've missed a trick with Sisters of Silence in that they're going purely down the anti psycho thing. Um, which is obviously very narrative, but the thing is about Sisters of Silence in the books is they affect everybody. You can't even you can't even see them. They make everybody uncomfortable. Like they'll make you throw up just to be in the same room as them. So I think what you do is you just give them these bonkers abilities that aren't focused on psychic because that's the problem. Is I think from a balance point of view, how do you point them if they they just like nullify <laughs> nullify demons <laughs> and psychic powers, but then they don't do anything versus anything else? So I think you then you just need to. I think they need to switch the sisters of silence focus to just being like this like yeah like i don't know they've got like some incredibly powerful minus to hit negative minus to wound like they're ridiculously t tanky at that point at that point they because yeah it's exactly as you say the the worry is them just being the you know the cheap screen for custodians and that's not really what we want is it um it's a tough so, one yeah the thing i'd like to point out uh, the thing i'd like to point out quickly is uh Stig is for the, for our listeners who can't see this. Stig has been talking about Talons of the Emperor with a twinkle in his eye, so I think we can say that's uh, Illuminati confirmed. Talons of the Emperor is coming. <laughs> if if only I knew. If only I knew. Um, yeah, I suppose he's winking at us. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get a video. We're gonna get a video with Lawrence in a blonde wig going. Uh, Conclave podcast. Fake news. They're just fake news. They're just making it up. You know, it's not. I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a funny YouTube one, drama. Well, this is the thing that here's here's always the interesting thing. thing you know, I'm tangenting again. Sorry. Any time that mm -hmm. I post something on my Instagram, I then will get a bunch of people go. So, so is this this? <laughs> like, it's like crazy. <laughs> like how you know how every you know, and some of the leaps. I mean, there's some things. Um, but uh, but you know, it, it's. 
I posted like not that long ago. I posted some uh, some admet breaches, and of course, what happens next? Like two weeks later, the the Armies of Renown um, uh, book comes out, <laughs> and of course, I genuinely hadn't read that book. I had no idea what it was whatsoever. I just had these three boxes of breaches that had been sitting around for a while. And thought, I'll build these. That sounds like fun. And then, of course, everybody thinks it's the the link to this. So yeah, it's yeah. it's always interesting as to you know what goes where and. And when people like you know read into whatever whatever we post or or just chat about. So, question then: How many uh, how many boxes of silent sisters of science have you got just lying around? I currently don't have any. <laughs> yeah, I currently don't have any. Um, however, I would love some. I, they have been in my element games basket many times. Uh, I've not yeah. just you know and had to prioritize other things. Um, so yeah, it's one of those that yeah, I I, I really like the models. Uh, I really yeah. do. I must confess. Oh. Like last, you know, last probably like August or October or whatever, um, you know, it was in a, you know, it, it was a video that you guys had made, um, not a battle report, just like a behind the scenes video that like Lawrence had done. And he was, and, and, and I think Lawrence and Bone, and uh, they were talking about what, you know, Sanger was working on. And, uh, and then he was oh, like, was oh, yeah, so next on the list is actually saying he's doing a Dark Angels army. And so I went to my mates, oh, yeah, but Dark Angels is going to be really good. And then, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, fucking hell. And, it's, it's, I, and I can honestly say that the models for that Dark Angels army have been sat in the office for so long. <laughs> they, some of those moved from London. Like, like, wow. honestly, like, oh, the, wow. yeah. Wow. So that you know, we have to plan out projects a long time in advance, generally. You know, like, so, so there are there were always things that you know there were there were, and I'm I'm not going to say what, so don't ask that question. But there are there are <laughs> many kits that have been that we had since the days in London that have not even come close to being in armies yet. Um, mm. That you know that that we've we've had to get at various points, or you know they've they've, mm. they've been the plan to be next to go, and then they didn't, you know, for various things. So there's always there's always stuff that's that's going on. I've you know I've got lots of stuff that's sitting around that is has not you know been on an you know an Instagram feed or a, or a, a report and you know and and won't be probably for quite a long time yet. Um, <laughs> so you know it's it's one of those things you 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 end up. You know, things get moved around, shall we say? Mm. It's quite, it's quite fun though. There is that whole like cottage industry that exists solely on taking, you know, <laughs> what what you guys do, what like Titans do, what all the other big YouTube channels do, and they mm. just be like, well, this indicates that this thing is happening, and it's like, it, it must be fun just to see it sometimes. You're just like, no, we we just we just had that. We had that in a box for the last three years, <laughs> so. Thought yeah, we'd build I mean, it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally, and, and you know, I'm waiting on. It, so I've I've got. Um, one thing I will say, I've got a bunch of knights sitting around. Like that, you know, most 40k hobbies probably got a bunch of knights. <laughs> Night meta confirmed. Yeah. So it's like that's that's the interesting one that's going to happen, right? I'm going to like you know put put these together, and then instantly that's where everyone's going to say that that's what's next. That's what's going to be brilliant. But it's like I want to paint a knight because it's a cool thing, you know. So you know. <laughs> You know what we we are we are at the conclave and we came with this a few couple of podcasts ago. We are building a night army. So listeners, read into that what you will. There's a conspiracy <laughs> between the content creators. Uh, we're all going knights now. We're all um, going knights. No. <laughs> um, um, I think I'm the only one from the conclave that hasn't bought that night yet. 
Yeah, you need to sort that out, mate, because they're going to be big for reasons yeah. I can't disclose. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I was going to say. I mean, I think I think that's it. That's a good point to move on talking about the kind of the building of stuff to your your Admech army. You said, oh, you're sort of your 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 big love, if not your first love, with with the orcs. Um, and w- one thing I was going to say, I, I, I love about your Admech army just to kick off with is you've done a lot of conversion stuff. There's there's a lot of kind of um, uh, AOS. Um, night the, the death, stuff, yeah, the night horn. Yeah, I was gonna. Mm. Do you know what? That's good, Ed. You said that because I was gonna call them the death ghosts because I forgot <laughs> what they were called. So yes, the That's night. That's a way horns. better name. That was already <laughs> trademarked. <laughs> yeah, death ghost was my band in uni. Um, no, so we. So uh, so yeah, the uh, the the night horn models that you've kind of turned into to these proper creepy looking tech priests and really leaning into that grim dark admech feel. It's so cool. What 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 sort of was your was your inspiration behind that? Was it just the lore or just you thought I'm gonna make this thing look absolutely mad probably both if i'm honest um i think um i one of the things i, I love about the um the Skitari particularly within the ad mech is, is how interchangeable so much of their stuff is it was designed that way and you know it, it it was i know it was it's it's been said about that's not me breaking someone's confidence it's just you know they've <laughs> talked about it you know various things that it was designed you know to be that's the same neck joint that's the same arm joint like those kind of things and and they're you know they take some work because to get the two you know they are pairs of arms generally um because of where a hand joins a rifle and what have you but you know even that's not you know too much work on it really uh once you've kind of got a little bit of practice with it but you know i I love the fact that you can do that and then at the same time like many of us I like to see other models and think that's really really cool can I steal it and make it fit into my army somehow <laughs> um, and uh, and I think that tech priest that you kind of talk about was probably one of the that was probably the first like you know quote unquote major kit bash that I that I I done which was was just exactly that you know reading reading stuff and and you know hearing about you know the different you know differences and and, and really no tech priest being the same and i'd already built two of the same ones with the two options that were available i was like mm. i don't <laughs> want that anymore i want to build one that's mine um and so you know that was that was just that you know coming up with that thinking that those models you know it was one of the wraith um Wraith, I think they were called Wraiths of some description. It's one of the larger, um, of you know, in the uh, Nighthorn. I almost said Death, uh, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> the um, the campaign ghosts. to rename them the Death Ghost starts <laughs> Death here. Sounds <Ghosts>. um, <laughs> uh, like a mid nineties metal band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, really nineties. And uh, I'm just like, this model's so cool, but oh, look, look at all of this negative space. What if all of that was cables? Uh, and it mm. kind of, you know, went from there. Um, so I just like the idea that this, this thing, you know, it has gone so far away from its humanity that it's basically just floating ghost-like mm. um in in that way and and you know but maybe there is some kind of you know so then so then of course my brain goes well how you know how could it actually do that oh right, so i need something that's some kind of like force generator something is so i find a piece that's off one of the an electro priests one of the snail electro priests uh corpse Kari, to use their proper name they're snail electro priests um <laughs> and um and it was like oh if i turn this around and if i chip here and all oh, that that looks like it it could be some kind of force generator, right? That goes in there, and, and where do we go from there? And just kind of just letting it go from there, and and I think that's I've I've then always tried with everything I 
do I'll probably try when I get a new kit I probably try and put the first one together as it's supposed to be and mm. then after that I'll go well where else can I go what you know, especially because you know we often end up with situations where you know you have a lot of something because you you want you know our armies tend to be much larger than than, than most normal and proper and real hobbyists um because we're <laughs> idiots and because we want you know we need to show that variety right so um so that means i'm not gonna i'm just not gonna build the same box twice there's because that doesn't interest me i'd much rather than go all right so what else do i do with it and and where can it go and and, and the the kit bash is probably that i'm the most happy with is where people don't realize it's a kit bash until they then realize it's a kit bash if that makes sense it mm. takes a while they don't notice it at first or they don't realize oh hang on like how is you can't get that combo how does that work or where's that for that sort of stuff you know that's the ones that I'm, i i love the most you know having said that i also love ones like that tech priest and i've got a a very nice um count as cool i would probably say is what she is um that is completely Ooh. made up of all sorts of bits i've got that somewhere on my instagram i think further enough down the line so you know i'll eventually get around to painting her but like she <laughs> is a combination of so many different pieces that i couldn't even remember uh where most of them are from and that's that's you know, an example of exactly that where you start with one thing and then just go off on one and it's great fun so talking of um like uh, ad mech and the new model kits and uh, and getting stuff on YouTube, the ad mech just recently had like a massive increase in in their range, which has been fantastic. And all the stuff that's come out has been frankly beautiful. Um, but like as as someone who's on YouTube and a, a content creator, are there times where you feel a lot of pressure to just get stuff out and just be like, oh god, I've got to get this done because like the guys need me. Yes, is the is the, is the short <laughs> answer on that? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've still got a couple of the planes that I bought the day that they were available, and you know they've they've not left the box. Other than me, me kind of figuring out, well, how am I going to build them? How am I going to, mm. you know, what's the sub assembly that I'm going to do on this? How's that going to work? <laughs> you know, and 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 you mm. know, working out some color palette stuff. Like they've they're still in the box, and that that, you know. Uh, that's something that yeah you, I, I feel oh i should i want people to be able to see these these what these do and you know and mm. yeah i also want to do a good job on them so that's always the, the difficulty and i also yeah. i'm probably also one of the people that i like to to find an unloved unit um that i <laughs> like and do something with it so like obviously now laser chickens are everywhere but like when i started putting laser chickens together they weren't everybody thought they were dumb and too expensive and, and not very good and then i showed that you can get a lot of lascans hitting on twos through rolling ones and lo and behold people realized that was actually quite good they just hadn't seen it before somehow um but like it, it's one of those things i love like the uh, you know i've always been a fan of the underdog shall we say so I, you know i've you know, I want I want to you know make Rust Stalkers good. I want to figure out how to do that if that's possible because the models are so cool. So it's like I want to do that. So I have that that pressure on myself as well to go. I need to get all of this stuff going, but I also want to try this unloved thing that's been sitting in the corner for a long time. I also want to get that going as well. So it's mm. yeah. So 
So basically what you're saying is that uh, you liked all of these things before they were cool. <laughs> it's quite, a, it's quite an expensive yeah. army. It's quite, like, I was just thinking just now, because you, you play Admech and Custodes, I think you've chosen the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of price. <laughs> Custodes have got yeah. to be the cheapest army to collect, and I would wager Admech Unless you expensive. look at Forge World. <laughs> even, yeah. even with Forge World, we don't like to talk points. about that. Pounds per points. I don't. It's, Forge yeah. World isn't as bad as something like Admech is. Like those dogs. How much those dogs yeah. do you get pound per points? It's nothing. Yeah. Um, and and I and I, what did yeah. I? I bought five or six boxes at first. I think, <laughs> and it was like just <laughs> Jesus. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and I own They're twelve fun, chickens now. So nice. like, like you know, but you know, GSC that's another you know relatively yeah, expensive, expensive on yeah. the opposite way because you end up buying lots and lots of uh, of, of kits just to buy as many of yeah. the uh, rock sources as you can. It's, um, the, yeah. it's the same thing though. It's like because the the um, I forgot the sulfur hounds is some of the coolest models yeah. GW have made in recent years, and same with GSC. It's like it's it's all the stuff that is really cool that is expensive. They know what they're doing. <laughs> I think the thing that did that for me though um, was with the sulfur hounds when they previewed them. Um, they on their own podcast um, they went into a bit more detail about it, and you know I was looking at them thinking they. You know, they're not. They don't look like a. That's not a horse. That isn't a horse. Before we knew the name. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, then you know, on that podcast, um, Darren Latham was talking about the fact of uh, the fact that he'd studied greyhounds and yep. and see it. Yeah. And my family and I, you know, have, have been involved in rescue greyhounds for donkey's years. So like, <laughs> I suddenly realised. You know why this like why I needed to have these these models and I I literally uh, you know messaged Darren as soon as that podcast came out saying I can't believe you did this this is the most perfect thing ever um, I was just, you know That's I brilliant. was sold at that point and I, well, hence I knew I needed to have as many uh, uh, doggos in my life as possible yeah. I, I have a rescue. The reason I, I for obviously listeners cannot yeah. see this, I immediately put my thumbs up and I opened the door because then I realised he was probably sleeping on our sofa. But I have a rescue greyhound. So I'm a big fan of both the rescue greyhound concept and also of the sulphur hounds. I think they are, as Ed says, they are one of the coolest looking uh, models that GW mm. have brought out in a long time. 100%. Um, j- just, just while we're talking about, we mentioned Forge World there. Just one question I have for you, and obviously it's been an issue that has bumped around in the kind of community and the Admech player community in particular for a very long time. Obviously, because of their role in the Horus Heresy, there is this big Forge World range for the Admech of all the kind of cybernetica robots and things like that, which, in my opinion, I think they look really, really cool. And as I understand it, there was a, at the very least, a proposal or something GW talks about to bring a, a book out that would allow some of that to translate across into 40k and then it just never went anywhere. Is that something you'd like to see or would you like to see them keep on expanding, you know, maybe even more the Admech range as it is now in the kind of the more 40k aesthetic? That's a great question. I think, you know, it, it's an interesting one. I think there's there's elements of that 30k range, which I love. Like, you know, a lot of the automata, you know, a lot of the robots are just brilliant. And I could absolutely see, you know, how that links and how that works because it doesn't. That's very purposeful. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, the a big thing about the Admech is that they don't 
work together. They don't look like they, you know, there's some elements, Qatari elements, obviously translating, but you can, you can have Da Vinci wingmen and you can have doggos and you can have, you know, coolers and you can have, you know, floaty boats and all that stuff it's all, all works, <laughs> despite the fact that none of it looks the same. That's mm. fine. And I think, so, you know, so some of the automata, yeah, I think that works. That makes sense. And, you know, and, you know, you could easily law that up in terms of this, you know, discovered, you know, forge world that thought had, you know, been disappeared for 10,000 years. Oh, look, it's there. And there's a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> just hanging out in the warehouses. Um, you know, and some of that, yeah, great. Love it. And yes, I would probably be spending too much money in forge world <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> But I love the way the 40k aesthetic is um, because mm. of what I've just said. I love the fact that it's uh, eclectic. I love the fact that it doesn't all kind of work to a certain degree. It's not a strict, it's not Space Marines. You know, uh, that's mm. no disrespect to Space Marines. But like if I wanted that uniformality, I would buy a Space Marine army. Mm. I would play guard. I would, you know, that would be you know, but for for me the coloring in the edges the all the kind of where it can go in all these different ways that's one of the things that i love about my ab mech that's one of the things that i love there is because it's it's just completely unique so so that doesn't mean to say that the 30k doesn't work with that but it, it is of a certain look a lot of mm. it is is more specific and that makes sense from a law perspective as well because the mechanicum was much more together at that point you know mm. as they've become the adeptus mm. mechanicus is where there's been more separation and mars has the control however it is not as you know it doesn't tell exactly what's going on and you know there's probably law folks out there that know way better than me and can point to these four mm -hmm. books and these these things explaining how i'm wrong and that's fine but like that's <laughs> my kind of take on it and that's why there's been that more separation um yeah you know, again you know, this hobby is what we want it to be right so you know for other people they want the 30k rules and that's that's cool well, I was just going to say one, just a quick one. I was going to say just exactly what you were saying there in terms of like there are a whole bunch of things. Um, until they showed this model the other day, the new one coming out, I had never seen Admech as this kind of, you know, Napoleonic era style, uh, you know, cavalry infantry lining up force. And then they released that model, and I just, I just clicked in my brain. It's like, oh, you could, you could make them that way, and you could, it, like, it's, it's, it's so interesting how you could pick a picker aesthetic with Admech as an Admech army and just build that. I find that fascinating. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. You know, that is one of the things that's great about them is they get to be whatever you want them to be, you know. Um, and, you know, that's sometimes called spam and other times it's called thematic. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> um, but, but, you know, without being so, so flippant, you know, the, you can... You can you can put 10 Admech players together and outside of, you know, a, a, a meta, you know, that's, that's completely going in a certain direction, you'll get 10 different lists. And that's, totally. yeah. that's where it's fun. For me, that's where it's fun. That's why my Admech army is quite so ranging is because I want to play all 10 of those lists and I want to play all 10 mm. of those armies because they all play differently. And that's really important to me. So, so yeah, I mean, we get more toys, we get more ways to do it. And that's, in better I, I suppose i worry that a lot of the mechanicum stuff looks quite static um and i wouldn't want us mm -hmm. to revert to castle type armies mm. um because for me just from a 
play style perspective i don't enjoy that very much i do it every so often because there's a certain list that we kind of have to show off but it's not really my favorite way of playing the game um so therefore mm. i i you know it can be very powerful but it's just not necessarily my favorite so i mean one thing i, I wanted to ask as well sort of going back to sort of like a youtube thing um did you feel like a lot of pressure to start a second army um, because like this is this is one of the reasons this is actually the only reason I have Imperial Fist because like I think a lot of us in the hobby have like that one faction where we're like I'm a Dark Angels player but I also have Jesus Cults or I in my case I'm a Custodes player but I also have Imperial Fists are you like an Admech player who was like uh, I'm on YouTube I kind of need a second army or was it something you like you were always gonna do it was it was always something i was going to do i think what's interesting is so i um after a, a while of playing the abmech i played a few of our other studio armies i'm in the, the incredibly fortunate position where i get to actually play <laughs> other armies before kind of uh, making some of these decisions so i i played uh you know i played a game with gray knights i played a game with mm. uh our tyranids awesome. our, our myrmidon army i played a game with our ravenwing army you know I, I played various different you know other games i've played um played i've played a game with with our orcs before not the current orcs the previous orcs um not the previous orcs to that either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have all of these orc armies now. I, I, I honestly have no idea how many points. And you orcs went, we've you went got. from like zero to three orc armies in like a year. <laughs> it was incredible, yeah. and they were yeah. all like five, like to ten thousand points. It was. Our, our current one is enormous. I say yeah. the current. I say we've we've got them all, but you know the one that we're using the majority now is, is it's just enormous, and there's more to come with it. So, yeah, it's but it's that is one of my favourite studio armies we've got. By the way, just go back mm. to the point of kit bashing, like there's mm. some incredible stuff on on that, and none of us did it, so we can always say how amazing. <laughs> <it is. laughs> say, Sanger's probably going to be trapped in trapped again, like. Now I, I would assume he's allowed. Now the weather has improved, he's allowed out of the basement for like walks and you know round the garden. He can and stuff. see daylight once in a while, all right? And that's oh, okay, enough yeah. for him. <laughs> well, once those beast snaggers come out, he can just he can be <laughs> locked away more permanently to add those to the orc army, right? Oh, well, that's that's one of the ones that uh, that is done by uh, a separate commission uh, painter. So so that army gets gets added to uh, periodically that way. So you know it allows Sanger to you know do other things. <laughs> He's busy <laughs> enough mean, as it is. To be fair to him, <laughs> <laughs> despite what I often say. When those new boys come out at some point this year, whoever that studio commission painter is that you guys are, are using, they're going to have a job on their hands. <laughs> well, I, I love the ones that we've got because there's loads of cool stuff in there that like they're within the boys that we've got. And I think I don't even know how many boys we've got. I think like 120 or something stupid. I mean, I no idea. But Jeez. like, there's there's. Um, there's a bunch of the Blood Bowl stuff. There's some oh, bodies cool. off, like some more AOS stuff. Like there's there's loads of combos in there, and it's not just like there's there's a Blood Bowl miniature mixed in, painted the same way. No, it's like a full like you know they are a, a, a full kit bash you know, galore, and it, it's great. Our our weird boys have, have got some Nighthorn bits on them and stuff like that. So you know they've got their capes and they're often you know spewing stuff and you know various things. But why do you, you guys know. love Nighthorn so much? I don't know. They're cool models, though. We do, we do funnily have a Nighthawk army, but, you know, that's for a different matter. But, 
What is your AOS army out of curiosity? Because the, the guys have said that they are that you know they've got AOS. I think Beard's got Skaven. Chef has a couple. Uh, have they? Have you got one? Uh, I, I are you allowed I, to say? That... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I started buying an AOS army. This is donkeys years ago. This must be two or so years ago. Um, and and I've completely forgotten what they're called. The uh, the ogres that that are on cows. What are they called? Uh, oh, oh, um, the um, something more beast, beast claw more tribes. Beast yeah. claw, beast more claw tribes? raiders. Yeah. Beast claw raiders. Yeah. I think. Oh, so okay. I started buying um, nice. models for a beast claw army, um, thinking that oh, this is you know really cool because I just I um, I'm I'm a big uh, nerd for Vikings and all that sort of stuff and I thought well this is a great <laughs> like way that I could I could do a Viking army that's a bit different because you know at that point I, I didn't feel like I could do a Space Wolves army because you know uh, Bone Space Wolves were, were our only Space Wolf army at the time and I thought well he's done that so I don't really want to kind of go mm. in, in that way so I thought well you know maybe this is the way and I started buying some kits and um, Dane just got complete cold feet on it for some reason. I don't even know why. Uh, and ended up mm. passing on the army to, um, you know, I say army, the boxes. They weren't built um, to uh, to a friend. Um, you know, so he bought those off me and I, I kind of then sat and didn't do anything for a very long time and did the thing that I always say to everybody else, which is, you know, spend a long time looking at troops because... The troops mm. are the thing that you're going to paint the most of and probably move the most. So if you don't think they're cool, you're probably <laughs> going to struggle with any eyes. You know, custodians yeah, are probably the one advice. option that doesn't work with that. But you know, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I spent, I've spent, I spent a very, very long time just you know looking at various bits and pieces. I have now chosen uh, my personal AOS army. Uh, I have now purchased 2,000 points worth of kits. It's actually about 2,500 uh, points worth of kits. Um, but they are sitting in boxes. But I've probably given you a bunch of clues already uh, on, the, on, on this with the fact that my love for Vikings. Um, but also, um, it's all my 40k armies are Imperial. So, you know, these are not the, uh, the, an order faction i'll leave it at that well i you know what i was j j to bring it to, i'm to on the stop website forcing right now to stop, <laughs> I was gonna say, to stop putting you in the in the awkward position where we're asking you probing questions and just, <laughs> just sell all these kits and just go <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say on on the on just going back to the mechanicus um question as well w w would you ever and I, I maybe the answer is no and you've sort of already answered that but would you ever if dark mechanicus was a thing if they made that an army would you like lean into it and have both sides of the mechanicus uh it's an interesting one i think i think for me i would have to because i actually see admit kind of as a bad guy anyway if that makes mm. sense because they were horrific well, well, yeah, I was going to say you you regularly run in in battle reports or in, in certainly in, in the majority of ones I've seen you tend to run is it um is it Anzion pseudogenitor relic yeah. which is like basically the thing that like dissects somebody you know performs a um oh what's the proper an word autopsy or, or An, know, yeah uh, they, while they're alive what's yeah, the word while alive, yeah yeah um so, oh yeah word. i mean they are horrific you know they are absolutely horrific so i think for me 
um, both from a model perspective and from a rules perspective, they'd have to go a different direction. If they were different enough, then yeah, because mm. I, I, I love that idea. But it would have to fulfill something that I don't get from from current you know army, if that makes sense. Um, maybe, maybe also, I'd probably engines? have... Well, yeah, and I'd probably have to... Um, fight chef for it because he <laughs> loves dark mechanicum absolutely yeah. loves dark mechanicum so um yeah that's yeah that would be something that he would probably uh, go to however he's never going to build or paint it himself well, so, <laughs> so at least that, i'd have well, that we, advantage well I'll, I'll give a little plug at this point to uh, a friend of ours uh, a close friend of ed's as well um it is uh, aj aka alfred underscore Farius mm. on on youtube uh, on youtube on instagram um if you're into the yeah. dark mechanicus stuff check him out because he's built a mechanicus army um which is it is a mechanicus but he's very much leaned into the grimdark i mean there are there are I i'll let people go and look at it but there are like parts of like baby dolls in there like the on the on yeah. the oh the no Jews, that thing is horrific head. Yeah, it's it's proper it's proper grim, horrific. But if you like that sort of thing, like check Dude. it out because it's so cool. Uh, what AJ has done. I with swear that. to God, when he put pictures of that in the WhatsApp group, it made me feel <laughs> genuinely uncomfortable. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I took... saw that and I was just like, "What is this? What mind thought this up?" Jesus he, he Christ! Heard, he heard Dune Crawler and thought Crawler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. That's what he heard. Honestly. In fact, Stig, yeah. I'm going to send that to you now. Also, having just been on the website, Stig, I am utterly convinced that you're doing Ossiarch Bone Reapers. No. I am convinced. <laughs> no. The Viking God, Ossiarch Nothing you say <laughs> will no, dissuade me from this. A good friend of mine does play Bone Reapers in, uh, in AOS, and, and, and he tells me about how brilliant they are and what have you, but he's a competitive AOS player, so you know, we all uh, know how aggressive that can be towards <laughs> play and, and destroy people. So you know, I, I, I will probably let him down by being fluffy. For a second, I thought you were about to say, yeah, my, uh, I know a guy, his name's Lawrence, he really loves these Ossiarch Bone <laughs> Reapers. <laughs> we don't have that army yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, now we're gonna we're gonna just have a series of Venn diagrams trying to work out what you've got. Um, no, yeah. but, but on the on on again, uh, just just Alex, stick him with that mech. Um, but the um, but but. One of the, so we so tell me about there, your YouTube career. <laughs> there has been there has been some uh, some some sort of I guess slightly sadder news or not you know slightly downbeat news today um, from GW um, that that uh, Sandman kindly alerted. Uh, uh, Quipster and I too, um, which is on the community site, which is that they've slowed down the pre-order schedule because of you know the ongoing disruption. Um, uh, Sam made a very good point, which is maybe all the stock was stuck on that boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal, um, so maybe that's part of the reason. But just um, full but of codexes, just that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they they've slowed it down. So the Admet Codex, which obviously they have sort of done a little bit of preview for, um, is not going to be with us for a little bit longer. But what we have seen is actually some quite interesting rules changes i think so i think the big one that was previewed on on warhammer community or the, the two the flip side of the same thing was your laser chickens are gonna <laughs> have assault las cannons and your skitari rangers galvanic rifles are gonna be heavy which is kind of interesting that a troop choice has a heavy weapon as their standard piece of kit i mean what what are your do you have any thoughts on that what's your sort of take and where do you think that kind of indicates things are going um to, you know it, it's an interesting one and i think you know to try and make it so that people don't try and join dots up to things that i genuinely don't know <laughs> um i think what, what what i 
when I first saw that, I think from a Rangers perspective, again, I went back to the first thing I ever read about them and, and about the idea that the Rangers are these incredible marksmen that fire these effectively antique weapons that have the most high-tech bullets known to mankind mm. and so i love the idea of them being you know them having something that can actually do some damage um because you know who anyone that's ever fired a unit of galvanic rifles and done nothing um yep. will will know <laughs> how frustrating it's a little bit from a law perspective just to be able to go oh just you know, these guys are supposed to be like these incredible marksmen, and let's let's you know, ad, you know, realize that they've probably replaced both their eyes with you know bionics for a reason. Like they're expecting it to be good, uh, and so you know, being able to do some damage is kind of an important thing. And I think, you know, uh, whilst there's a you know meta-wise, there's a lot of T5 you know out there and, and what have you. I think you know units like rangers should be able to quite you know easily put a hurt on other t3 style uh mm. you know models out there they should be able to do that that's a balanced thing they should be able to to be able to do that so i think the changes for profiles for those you know i, I like that i think that looks you know now where it goes is and always the thing with all these previews is always that they'll show you an element but you know we all know that the the rules are not just that line yeah and and, mm. and that's always particularly mm. with admec a lot of the, the the most interesting things about admec are often in the data sheet as opposed to on the on the stat line the stat sure. line is basic human that's a bit good at shooting um <laughs> that's generally what they are but <laughs> other than that uh you know that's where you know the interesting stuff tends to be outside of that um and you know and and there does seem to be more of a move for, from GW to to put more things on the sheet rather than on a strat or you know all those kind of things. So you know you should have a little bit more there. So I'm interested to see what you know what around this, this is. So I think that's the interesting thing with this stuff is that like I I, I look at it as being oh so where does that go from there? What else mm. is going on around that? You know you know unfortunately this being the way of the world, everyone sees a, a single thing and then decides that it's the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world because there's no gray area or middle ground for anyone on the internet um <laughs> but um but you know the, the middle ground you know and all the extra bits are where it gets exciting and i think you know the similarly for, for the last chickens again the the law wise of those is that they are marksmen they are able to pinpoint pick out a target whilst on the move on a perpetual motion engine i mean that's yeah. just ridiculously brilliant and 40k anyway so they should be dangerous right you know it, yeah. it should always be that yeah i was saying this to you to quipster earlier the perpetual motion machine point about the the chickens which i think is something that gets forgotten that in, when yeah. people who don't know the law of them is like you know if, if they let them go they just keep going and they sort yeah. of just keep going around the and planet when, until... and when the servitor that's actually doing the driving dies they just yep. wipe it out and put another one in whilst they Plug have to lift in. it up they lift up the the uh the, the uh the walker because it's still going unplug him and put another one in its place just maybe wipe the seat down and then they, away they go that's that's how it is so like again how horrific and grimdark can you get but then making Isn't them assault the kind of works right because yeah, exactly. they, they shouldn't they, they shouldn't should be, be standing the still they should be moving exactly. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i was gonna say with these robot chicken things uh that's a bit that was a, that was a thing there. <laughs> <laughs> reference uh <laughs> 
Yeah, literally. But yeah, with these robot chicken things, isn't it even more like super like 40k? Because like, isn't the reason why they just don't stop? They just keep running. It's because the admech don't want to turn them off because they don't know how to switch them back on again. Yeah, it, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like literally. So you know, again, the, the, they don't know how this stuff works. They just realise that when the servitor dies, they have to just pick it up so that the you know because it won't stop. They just have to you know plug another one in to keep it going. Like that's that's all they know. It's just they're replacing batteries. Just they don't really understand that that's what's happening. I uh, I That's quite hilarious. like on on a similar law point. I quite like even just the basic Skitari Ranger, you know, so sort of rad soaked. And I I will say actually the the um it, the people are interested in in Mechanicus law. Um, I actually think a lot of the books about the Admex. So there is one. There is a series. There's one called Skitari. There's one called Tech Priest. Um, and there's is a really cool story involving a like a the the Dark Mechanicus and a Demon Forge world and and all this kind of cool stuff. And the Iron Warriors turn up. It's it's I thoroughly recommend them. I cannot remember. The the author off the top of my head uh, but if you have a google you'll see them in there and some of the descriptions of the skitari um uh, in there these kind of like rad soaked troopers who just kind of go on and they they're obviously you know they're still biological underneath they're still kind of suffering the effects of the radiation and that's why you know if they take their helmets off they're like <laughs> teeth are falling out like it looks like some sort of one of those like 90 Ooh. late 1980s government warning videos about what happens after a nuclear war you know to sort of try and to, to, to sort of show you how frightening it all i thought you're gonna say after someone smokes marijuana <laughs> <laughs> that's a different don't do yeah, drugs video. just say no <laughs> put put down those drugs or you will be turned into the mechanical servant of the omnissiah um no so you uh but they but they and also the fact that like if you're an imperial guardsman right and you turn up to fight this war and you're like oh cool our allies are showing up and then the skitari turn up it's like great now i'm gonna get radiation poisoning off my friends i think i'll, yeah. I'll take i'll take the bolter from the chaos marine actually like maybe yeah, that'd be a nicer like, way to go <laughs> vanguard you know it's a rule that no one ever remembers but if you're within a, you know, an inch of a vanguard unit you're minus one toughness just by yeah. standing next to them they are radiating you and, and, and that's you know i love that and with the the vanguard particularly the reason they wear the helmets is because they've been using these weapons uh, which means that they are absolutely on a short time uh, I, I, of all my Vanguard, anyone that have like no gloves on, they have a, a I, I use like a green wash on their hands, so they've got nice. a, like a you know, 1950s kind of you know green tint underneath the uh, underneath the skin to try and you know show that they're disappearing and. Isn't that, Mr. Isn't that Mr. Burns in The Simpsons? All these yeah, years exactly. working at a nuclear plant give me oh, a yeah. healthy green glow. Healthy you know? green glow, exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, so that's that's why all my Vanguard have like green hands. Nice, nice. So I think on on the while we're talking about rules as well, we we should obviously talk about the um, the new book, the the Charadon Warzone book that has come out, because that obviously a big part of that is the invasion of Metallica. And I sort of have to say it like that because you know the best name ever. Um, uh, and uh, by by the Death Guard, Typhus has turned up and has decided to invade a Forge world. Um, and there's a kind of bit of interesting interaction there because I think people also forget that you know Nurgle, while he is a god of disease, he does also deal in scrap code and stuff that like infects metal. You know, he's a specialist. He doesn't just go for biological material. So the Admech are also got to be aware of him. And one of the rules things they've introduced in that is this idea of armies of renown. Um, which I guess we'll talk about next. And the Admech one in there, I think is quite interesting because 
it sort of goes against everything you've said about how you like to play your army <laughs> stick. So maybe I can tell what you're going to think of it because it is the Mechanicus Defense Cohort. And it seems to me that it really goes well if you like two things, which is standing still and blowing stuff up like Michael Bay. Right, just over the top explosions. So, have you have you have you had a look at these rules? Have you thought about maybe running them? What are your what are your sort of views on it? Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one. I think I think you know in general, one of the one of the things with the armies of renown um, is you know there was a lot of talk about you know is it formations coming back? Is it like you know and and of course that was always everyone's afraid because it must be formations coming back and that'll be the end of the world or specialist detachments as they were you know shortly called. Um, and I think what's interesting with these is that they've all got some really big restrictions, um, mm. which you know definitely kind of has a bit of a balancing point are they relatively strong or is there some strength there yes because hopefully every army in 40k has got some strength if you play it right you know um i think it's an interesting one you know you with the uh with this metallica although it's not it doesn't it's not locked into metallica which is interesting um Metallica is a fortress that can't even get any love in their own book i mean that's 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 quite <laughs> you know quite sad um but um you know, it, you can't have any Skitari units, mm. um, and that is such a balancing f uh, factor. Because you know, for those that aren't aware, that basically means you're not taking June Callers, you're not taking June Riders, you're not mm. taking uh, any of the vehicles, uh, any of my chickens. You're not allowed them. You're not allowed my doggos. You're not allowed my Batmen. You're not allowed any of the the, the good stuff. You can have uh, Electro Priests of both descriptions. You can have uh, you can have Dacobots, you can have Punchy Bots, and you can have Breachers and Destroyers and, and Servitors if you want something to walk onto <laughs> an objective at some point. Um, th that's it, pretty much. Mm. You know, there is there is very little within any of the Admech books, because we're now in free books. Um, <laughs> there's very little in, in, in any of them that doesn't have the Skatari keyword. Right, so it's a real, it is a real limiting factor. You're going to take some real, you're going to be able to put out some real punishment, and that, and they are, you know, being the defensive cohort. There's, there's some really interesting things that are both very defensive in terms of being able to take a punch, um, but there's some stuff that is very much, you know, best defense, best attack, etc. You know, so you could have a relatively devastating turn one if you've got the right of line of sight you shouldn't have the right line of sight because that's the way <laughs> a knife edition board is built you know mm -hmm. you shouldn't be able to just be as devastating as as as, as some of the stuff is uh, you know out there is is talking about you know if you're still playing on an 8th edition board yeah that's going to be hard like you're going to if you go second against that army and and you're you don't have the appropriate you know terrain it's going to do some real, real damage. Um, equally, some of their defensive abilities, they're going to be really hard to shift if you're playing on said same board. You know, mm. they are going to be very tough. They're going to be sitting in one place, in one building, that they've given suddenly given their breaches a one-up save, um, you know, and and you're going to struggle to, to remove them. Like, that's going to be a thing. So I think, you know, it, it, it does... Do, the as always, it's always the balancing factors of all these things, right? It's, you know, is your board built the right way? You know, are you actually going to be able to, to play the mission? Are you actually going to win the primary? You're going to be hard pressed with the primary on a lot of that, uh, you know, with a lot of that. 
uh, unless you can do enough damage in turn one and two to then start you know moving your castle up but you are mm. you are very much in that castle you know castle mm. thing doesn't mean to say i won't give it a go at some point depending on when you know i can get back in the studio and see if it's relevant then i'll, I'll probably you know throw out a list for it purely to to you know have a play with it and and show folks what it what it can do but i i don't think it's the 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 boogeyman that some people have been talking about i don't mm. think they've been you know too bad i think the mm. the death guard one is 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 quite interesting as well if you're yes, if, you yeah. know and, and unless you're going to take mortarian this is a very interesting alternative that can do some real damage and then he's yeah. also very fluffy as well because it's typhus and it's you know lots of terminators lots of Hoxwalkers. Mm. so you know yeah. um you know that's very very fluffy too which is nice well i, I was gonna say uh, yeah i think one of the things that i really like about this what this tells me is that um it's kind of similar to how you were saying earlier stig about how like you know some people build like they lost some weight and some people like they'll another way i think we often all forget um that actually castling is a very legitimate style of playing the game and if some people do just want to paint their models set them on the table and try and blow the fuck out of things that's how they like to play the game and that's that like more power to them in my um, opinion and what this is really great as an imperial fist player i feel attacked <laughs> and the, 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 the reason i think this is great is because now i feel like if you're an admec player, i don't think the admec book will be built around this at the same kind of idea mm. but now you have that option if you want to do that and that's awesome and the other thing i just thought i would say um which was that i think it was i think it was um uh jt when we had him on from play on he was saying about uh, admec and he was saying how uh, the thing is about admec uh, as you were saying stick is they have been everybody's thought they were the boogeyman every edition they've come out people all because because they're because they're a they've got good firepower everybody always freaks out immediately so that'll be exciting <laughs> yeah and, and we said it at the start with the when you're talking about the jakari you know that book allows you to play in many different ways mm. you know there's, there's lots of people out there talking about the you know the the different best Drakari list. Yeah, there's no best Drakari list. There's you know a good player with one of the many various ways of playing it, and it will do really really well because that player is really good. That's how that works. Um, you know, it it that's my dream for every book, right? That yeah. you can play different ways, and it's down to you know you being a good player. You have to be a good player to do well with you know you uh, know with it, and I think that's that's the thing that you know it should be you can you can you can go as far one way or the other as as you want and it, it can go with that i think that's that's how it should be really well i think i think like one of the just just on the the drakari thing and, and sorry to go on to yet another army but like one of the things that, I, that is a really good signal from that book for me is like when was the last time you heard anybody build an army focused around leadership focused around doing <laughs> debuff to leadership you can do that in the Drakari Codex. You can with with the one of the covens, the Dark Creed, and with the like basically the the crap that you can tack on to like raiders and venoms and various other things. You can get people who are on like minus three, minus four leadership, and then they're taking mortal wounds. They're fighting last because of the other mechanics in the army. If something, if the Admech and all the other codexes, you know, as you say, get something like that where they can lead in. I mean, again, wild speculation here, but like Night Lords. Like if they, we you know, in the Chaos say, Codex, if they yeah. can lean into leadership, that would be so cool. So I, I really, it's, it's a shame the Admet Codex is going to be a bit delayed because, you know, having come off this high of the Drakari Codex, and they've, they've all been good so far. Don't get me wrong. I love the Death Guard Codex as well. But coming off the high of the Drakari, it'll be really interesting to see where they go next with the Admet. And I think you're right. Like, you know, 
what the insane man say everybody is going to panic right everybody immediately is going to be like this is this is this is op and you know there will be things they in have there a strength 10 gun broken. i'm out i'm out this is <laughs> 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 but but it is it is you know it's about balance and, and and on this uh this defense cohort like one of the things i think about it is it's kind of it is that duality is a bit weird because if you look at the rules it sort of benefits from standing still and everyone keeps talking about it like it is a castle which it is going to be primarily but the warlord trait you get for it gives you double obsec within six inches which kind of indicates you want to be slowly moving up with your you know your castellans and your cataphrons and stuff yeah and i think it's an interesting point you know with with dacobots they're they're you know they are an interesting one where um they at the moment in ninth edition they You've you've got the, the decision between do I lock them down and double this amount of shots, yeah, and then I'm here and that's it, or mm. do I keep going because I'm a toughness six model with six wounds and a great save at that point because my you know I get a, a four up in run and I get a two up armor at that point and as soon as I stand still I'm down to a five up <laughs> and mm. I'm down to a three up and and yes I can do some work but I'm not going anywhere. And so it's interesting, and I think I think the other thing is that where was you've got also your uh, your you know you because we're we're playing in an edition where the primary mission is 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 take and hold an objective and stay there. You've got to remove that unit and be able to exist there yourself. Absolutely. You know, so, so so it's it's all well and good shooting something. But if you've got nothing to be in its place, you're not getting those points either. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, so there's a mixture, and and that's where breaches become interesting because they have some duality with the the right additional warlord trait using, so that you can, you know, prime hermeticon allowing you to to reroll your your um, failed war, uh, hits because it's an old book, so you've got weird wording. <laughs> um, but you know that that can be you know pretty good and you can take power fist equivalents on those if, if you want them to um so you know that all that sort of stuff you know works and then you know as you say because you know talk about this this cohort and the idea of you know moving forward well you've also got squishy things if you want them to it's just your squishy things now have a snail back and they've got lots of of, of <laughs> fire coming out their their hands so you know that's that's there are other options that can can go out and do some harm as well um you know it, it's interesting to 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 think well you know then you're making someone choose do i fire at the thing that's causing me the pain or do i let those 20 guys with snail backs go and stand on that objective mm. um hmm yeah which one am i going to want to do like yes they're squishy but like you know how much firepower do i have when i need to put everything into removing those other guys that are causing me lots of pain right now but you're also i mean you're also forgetting stick that you know if you're running the electro priests with the you know the snail packs because they didn't get seen very often in 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 the ad mech meta right you get to run them up the table and then when someone goes what are they going to do and you start rolling and just channel the emperor from star wars be like, <laughs> unlimited power which is their <laughs> most important rule uh exactly, you know, being exactly. able to mean yourself out of any in, into any victory um yeah they're actually pretty you know they were a surprisingly good unit which a lot of people like don't realize mm. like how good they are you know the, in the 
um, the the last book, gosh, my brain's engine war. Um, you've mm -hmm. got a great strat to make them AP two. You know, so like there were that many shots AP two. Yeah, that's you know, and and bear in mind they're exploding hits as well. So yes. they they are a, a a bucket. You know, you're making orc players jealous of the amount of dice you're rolling with with a <laughs> unit of fifteen or twenty of those. Spicy uh, jazz a, hands. Yeah, in, in, you know yeah. when lockdown wasn't you know quite so much in the, in the states, um, a, a guy called Damien Owens who I, I know pretty well was running uh, fifteen in in a GT winning list, which was a million breaches, and then. A 15 <laughs> unit of these that he would reinforcement points you know and then just walk on and just remove anything he pointed at because that's that they've got so many shots and oh by the way you've still got 25 breaches hanging around in all you know that are now covering over every objective because yeah. they've just allowed to walk up because you were worried about other things so like yeah there's always a combo on all this sort of stuff so yeah it's, it's interesting to see where you know where it goes so one thing uh, I was going to interject with is that I am sort of famous on this podcast for interjecting into wild tangents <laughs> that are just not part of the previous conversation whatsoever. So I'm doing one of those right now. I make no apologies. This is just who I am. Uh, and this is, this is something uh, I, I've been kind of wondering about for a while. And uh, Ed, I th uh, you were going to ask this later, but I'm doing it now for you. Um, <laughs> this might be a very personal question, so you don't have to answer if you don't want to, Stig. But... Um, I've always been interested. The tattoos on your arm, um, do they signify something? Or do you just do them because they look badass and cool? Which <laughs> they do. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, they, they don't signify anything. Um, apparently, if in Japan, I could be in a really bad place because of what they mean. In some, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, they don't necessarily signify anything. I have a, a base clef at the top of my arm, which is generally never seen um, because in, in another world, I was I was a drummer by trade, you know, as, as a first career uh, out of college. Um, Mm -hmm. and, until I got injured, um, and so uh, had to, to get a real job, and then somehow I found myself playing with toy soldiers. Anyway, um, so <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I, I had that first, um, and uh, then I was in a uh, one was doing you know designing lots of different ideas of what else I might want because. Uh, no one ever has one tattoo they are entirely yeah. addictive um <laughs> you know that's, that's you know never think you're going to get one um and <laughs> as i was designing the various different things i you know as is often the way with my brain i became more interested in like actually these patterns that i was doing you know on, on various different things and just became the sim you know how do i simplify that further how can that be more precise so they're all exactly the same distance apart with exactly the same thickness and exactly the same spacing up my arm so they literally mm. have a kind of you know, they are just about precision to a certain way they're they're they order in the chaos of my mind um so yeah uh, <laughs> but they're not you know it's it's yeah exactly just like some form of logic somehow despite the fact that they're not <laughs> so like the antithesis of the admec then yeah yeah exactly <laughs> excellent i love it thank you so much nice. for answering that oh my my wild tangent that had nothing to do with <laughs> that anything was, that was that was a proper right turn that was yeah. i know right i'm so good at these <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was going to say. So, um, I think the uh, you know, g given time, I think uh, I will hand over to Ed, who has a question about uh, the 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 
something along the lines of the Admech Defense cohort, shall we say? So I will I will hand over to Ed here. Oh sure. Um, well, so yeah, I thought I thought it'd be a fun thing to just to talk about quickly um, because you know we, we, we're all um, different, uh, semi well read, I should say, uh, most of us. And uh, yeah, I think we all have ideas of the kind of fluffy um, special detachments or uh, armies of renown as they are now known that we would love to see. And I just wondered what everybody's uh, if they could if they could create an army of renown, what would you do? And I think I think the really fun thing, as you mentioned, Stig, is how there's proper restrictions. So for me, I'm going to go with a very easy one, but the one probably closest to my heart, which is the Fallen. So the really fun thing about this is oh, if they ever yeah. do Fallen's armies of renown, the restriction is, oh, you don't get access to most of the things in the Chaos Space Marine book, you get access to very few units, but then you probably get some like very powerful um, ability. You get like some your Terminators get something similar to the Dark Angels. Site you cipher, you can break Cipher's rule in terms of being your Warlord. You get the Imperium keyword. There, there could be a whole bunch. I think the Fallen would be a perfect army of renown because they you can't just it'd be tough to just make a Fallen army as not like just put them put them as an extra Legion in the book. Um, because then they they have you know fallen demon engines which they don't have. There's actually Fluffwise is only one fallen demon prince, so you could have that kind of restriction also. And then he could only take one specific loadout. I would do I would do very niche things to match what the fallen actually have. But so they should also yeah. like they've been around for ten thousand years, right? So like you know every if they're true fallen, then they've they've been around. So they've they've actually existed. They are true veterans of the long war so like you know there's there's some tie in there right you could True. they could be very good but as you say they you've only got troops pretty much and you know havoc equivalents maybe stuff like that oh, yeah and so oh, some of them some of them will be really new right because some of some of the, the fallen were made on caliban to, to kind of um, reinforce the dark angels they're very recent and then they could have been dispersed through time and Azra was kind of, I think, kind of done the maths at this point to figure out that <laughs> most of them have come out of real space. But some of them could have like lived like, you know, 20 years on Earth, become an Astartes, uh, had the rebellion, got sent forward through time. They're like, maybe they're like 30. <laughs> it's it's going to be all over the place. But yeah, I would love to. So what, what does everyone else want to do? Crypto, let's start with you. If you could do an army of renown, where would you go? Okay, so firstly, let me make sure I understand what an army of, army of renown is because yeah. I've not actually read that much about this. So it's essentially just like, uh, an extra forge world or an extra like yes, uh, legion so or it has yes yeah, so it, i mean essentially it's it's a very fluffy um you know detachment that you want to take mm -hmm. and i think you know as Stig mentioned like the uh, mechanicus cohort has a very big restriction as does the um terminus s typhus's uh, flagship um they they have very big restrictions of things you can't take so what would you do what restriction so say it was the shadow keepers so for example you could say yeah. oh we're doing the shadow keepers but then they can't take I don't, I don't know what Shadow Keepers can't take, but Dreadnoughts, let's say, right? Do you see what I mean? So what, what, what do you well, do? Well, this is the thing with Custodes. It's very difficult to give them limitations because there's not much in the Codex. You don't get Yeah, literally, it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, let's like let's take out three data sheets. Oh, that's half the codex. Shit. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so my mind first immediately goes to Shadow Keepers, like you said, but... I sort of like expanding from that. I would like to see just from like a law perspective, because they do this uh, um, armies of renown thing. Uh, they like obviously will delve into a lot more of the law. I want to see what um, the shield companies look like. That because uh, you know how uh, the gene seed and all the Primaris tech was sent to every 
uh, chapter. I would love to see what the S.H.I.E.L.D. company uh, that goes along with that looks like. What's the law behind that? What's the makeup of it? Is it one S.H.I.E.L.D. company? Is it just uh, five custodians? Um, did they take... How many Sisters of Silence did they take with them? I would love to see that. Or I would love to see um, a straight-up Sisters of Silence uh, army of renown. Uh, cool. With full strats, with support, with more models... Uh, you said limiting, and I've literally gone the opposite direction of that. <laughs> <laughs> They're already very I want more things. <laughs> yeah, I, I think systems of science are limited enough. But uh, yeah, I would like to see them. Uh, I would like to see you be able to do more things thematically with them. And it's literally for me more of a law thing than a tabletop thing, because I would like to see what the structure of, for example, the Sisters of Silence as an organization is. Uh, who are their leaders? How is it structured? Uh, when they discover a new, uh, like, lost fortress monastery that has more Sisters of Science in it, how are they integrated? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and cool. so, yeah, just from a law perspective, I'd like to see that explored a lot more. Sweet. Um, Adam, what about you, man? Well, you know, have your many I'm, armies? Yeah, who would you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of torn on this. So I, I think there's two that'd be quite cool. So I think for the Sisters... Um, I'd quite like to see so the Sisters of Battle. I'd quite like to see something expanded on the um, like the the organization run as it is run by the ecclesiarchy. So I'd like to see something a lot, you know, using like a penitent crusade almost that has mm. like a lot of almost almost like cultist type models, right, as your troops and almost your sisters as like an elite force as part of that. Um, and maybe something focusing on like the use of the penitent engines and, and, and that kind of thing to really build out that like penitent sort of the, the, the crazy ecclesiarchy nonsense, um, which which would go along with that. And I, I must say, I think, you know, one of the things I think is really cool about, you know, going back to the Admech. The Admech are really cool because they're very 40k, they're very grimdark, they're the kind of, you know, mechanical, biological interface, horrific, you know, everything that you've talked about tonight, Stig. I think the sisters are like the most almost grimdark gothic 40k faction because they really lean into that like just this universe of being in the future but it's just this mad religious zealots knocking about with like fire on their head and stuff like that so i'd love to see an army of renown based around yeah yeah, yeah. exactly flamehead <laughs> i know beard is using him as a chaos cultist he's not a chaos cultist he loves the emperor and that's the reality <laughs> of it right i've seen those new corridor models he is actually one of them and beard is gonna have uh, gonna have to admit it <laughs> one of these days um but yeah aside from that the, the other one I'd like to see is is something for like the uh, you could do it as Drukari you could do it as, as regular craft worlds but like some of the the piracy aspects they have their corsairs oh, so there's a really there's a yeah, there's like a proper cool. wacky cool. Drukari character called Druk uh, Druk Duke Sliscus um, who was a he was a named character and he had a model I think way back in like third uh, third edition um, and they got rid of him um, in sort of successive codexes but he was like I heard a description somebody described him um, actually on another podcast the other day uh, I thought it was one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of him they said he's like David Bowie as a pirate in space because he was this like absolute nutter right he had like he never wore the same clothes twice he was like really over the top he's also got some really cool lore which is that he was the he's the only person to have ever outwitted Luke the trickster the uh, space <laughs> yes i guy. knew that's where i knew the name he actually, from. yeah he cut out one of he, he outwitted him to the point he cut out one of lucas the trickster's hearts kept it as yeah. like a, a prize and then just pushed him out into space and left him floating there for the space wolves to find so 
I've actually read that novel. Uh, that that ha- it's a, not really a spoiler because that's part of his story, but that happens in the Lucas the Trickster novel. And firstly, that novel is hilarious, and everyone should read it because it's amazing. Because it involves there's a scene where Lucas the Trickster thinks it'd be funny to funnel all the shit from the uh, from the entire fang into the into the chambers of one of the one of the space wolf captains and he's just standing there just covered in shit like who did this why why has this happened i love that so much but uh, yeah the way that duke's liscus is described in that book is so amazing and funny because a lot happens in the book and he's literally he lands on this world i don't think he fully realizes it's fenris and i don't think he knows that the uh, the space wolves are there and so when he like encounters lucas he's like all of this crazy stuff happens and he's like looking at it like his men die he's like who did i have to know who did this this is crazy like almost really enjoying it like yeah read that book sorry that was my uh, no no that's, that's right i just say but my, my army of renown would be something based on the kind of the corsair principle of, of the drakari or the cool. eldar so i don't I know how you would that. lean yeah, into really that cool. maybe maybe you you can take like you can't take venoms you can only take raiders or something like that and you know that you get bonuses for firing out of the raiders and 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 things like that i don't know how you would do it but i just think that would be really fun hmm. i know exactly how you do that it involves some green stuff and you just give everyone in the army a green stuff eye patch. Done. <laughs> nice. Sorted. Simple as the that. The restriction is that what, minus one inch on their like range of weapons. The line yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Stig, what about what about you then? So uh, you know, it doesn't have to be Admec or Custodes. If if there's any you know kind of faction in the books you would love to be like, I want this specifically in the game. Um, I think, I think. Well, I, I, you know, I'm going to be cheeking you two answers. Uh, one, I'm going to do quickly because mm-hmm. I've talked about it. We, we, Chef and I talked about it on a, a show once. Love the idea of, of of a cavalry. We've talked about it already. You know, here the idea of a cavalry force. So, you know, you're only allowed to take start. You know, you know, mm. the, you're only allowed to take chickens and doggos and and that type that of stuff. Cool that is that is it and you know you could you could make it so that you know again maybe you 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 end up with a way to to essentially make a a a marshal you know be riding one of the doggos or something like those lines you know to to be able to do that you could almost maybe do the old um independent character kind of idea where he he kind of joins the you know a a particular squad and that sort of stuff would be really really cool um but uh the other one that i would love to see um and again i don't have to come up with the writing so therefore i don't have to like worry about how (laughs) difficult it would be but i love the idea of uh, um i I love inquisitors we talked about i love the idea of if they were able to do a proper inquisitorial army so you know maybe that's where you know you've got massive restrictions because but you can take things from different factions you would have Mm. to balance this so hard to make it not just playing soup yeah. it, but you know the ability to be able to to take elements from guard you know you know maybe that's your inquisitorial troops are effectively guardsmen you know without orders mm. or, you know, or something like that yeah, yeah. you know and, and and a bunch of different things that you can you can because from a hobbyist perspective i love the idea of being able to build that army you know that's one mm. you know, yeah. yeah the biggest restriction was you're not allowed to play it unless your whole army looks like an army um so you know it can't <laughs> just look like you've borrowed models from your mates to make that <laughs> 
tattoo party. Um, it has to be. You know, so there's a hobby restriction on it. Um, but you know, I love the idea of, of of that kind of thing. You know, Inquisitor at the end of the day has has pretty much the most power outside of Trajan. You'd probably argue, yeah, within the 40k yes. world, gets a bit much at times. <laughs> yeah, so they can do yeah. pretty much anything. So why couldn't they just decide this is my army now, uh, and and you know, and you're coming with me, and you're coming with me, and this is this is now just happening. Well, how? how um, yeah, I mean, how big is Eisenhorn's? Like, I, I actually read. Crips yeah. made fun of me the other day for not reading Eisenhorn. I read both of the first two <laughs> books this week. I, I was going to say, so you it. just corrected yes, that yeah. very quickly because they're so, brilliant. <laughs> excellent. Um, yeah, but he's just he, like, how big's his host? He's got so many staff, hasn't he? Like yeah, totally. And you know, and yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's loads of conversation. And, uh, and you know, uh, Ravenna's a similar one where there's, it's it's a whole. Mm. You know, and, you know, again, you know, the, from a, I'd love the idea to be able to do acolytes are not you know, the rules for acolytes are not good enough for you know creating that kind of cohort you know that that kind of like mm. group of uh, folks around the inquisitor in that in that same way so specialists maybe yeah, princeps like, or something yeah well, some, you know yeah. again it'd be cool to be able to do this but again i think you know fitting the armies of renown you know mechanic mm. means you've got to take stuff that's already existing so yeah, like true. that's why you've kind of got to balance it a little bit by by yeah. you know turning off probably more of it and let me be clear i don't want this army to be game winning i don't want this to be like the sure. you know, <laughs> you know the, the next year you know, i i want it to be really hard but really cool and really fun <laughs> and and that would be mm. that would be something that i'd get behind us in a heartbeat yeah i think that's a, that's, a, that's a very good point i think it's kind of surprising that Inquisitors don't have that support. In, in a way, how they've done Inquisitors does yeah. make a lot of sense. That's just one guy that you put into an army. Don't get me wrong. But at the <laughs> same time, Inquisitors are such a popular faction to not have a book. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. the other thing is, again, it goes back to that thing that they're a very unique thing in the IP. Mm, you know, true, the, yeah, true. Inquisitors in all their different forms... For one thing, it is all their different forms. There is no single way that one of those exists, which is awesome. Yeah. Right. But that you can't really go. Well, that's in that, and that's in that movie, and that was from that book, and yeah. There's 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 lots of things within the sci-fi or or, or, or science fa uh, fantasy, however you want to look at it, that you can go. Well, that's kind of over there, and that's kind of over there, and this is kind of a spin off that. You know, they are really pretty grimdark and really pretty unique to to gw's ip so again you know it'd be one of those things that like yeah i'd love to see them go further with it i you know why they've not done it who knows like there could be so many different reasons but you know the balancing of it might may just be it's too hard <laughs> craziness i mean uh this is a, a quick super quick wild tangent uh, then I'm about to take us down, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, Stig, I just sent you uh, a message on Instagram, and it was earlier on, we were talking about Alfred Farius and his nightmare fuel conversion, and I just want to see your reaction when you look at that picture that I've sent you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm, do you know what? I'm glad you, I'm glad you said something there, Stig, because I was about to say, to, to with, with, with all the best will in the world, uh, Cripster, this, you know, although we have video, this is not a visual medium. So if, if Stig had just looked shocked then, all the listeners would have heard is just a bit of silence. Yeah, a little bit of silence and, and the sound of someone vomiting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's pretty out there, isn't it? You know? it's oh, it's my something. God. 
I, you know, obviously, you see? of course, if I did that, yeah. then I get t told I'm modeling for advantage because now I can see over walls. It's a little bit taller. <laughs> those that haven't seen the, you know, the picture we're talking about, the, the, the models, you know, you know, quite far up in the air on what are uh, only be described as baby's limbs. So, yeah. uh, oh, so yeah, legs. it's, yeah, legs. <laughs> yeah. You know, one so, so can you see why I'm like so unsettled when I look at that picture? <laughs> it starts, you, you start to question your friends and uh, your friendship. <laughs> and you think, am I really yeah. close with this person? Do I want to spend time with them anymore? I don't know. But you know, fair play to it. Commitment, 100%. Is that, is that why you rebased your ad mech, sorry, out of curiosity? <laughs> For one <laughs> advantage, <laughs> it's the same basis. Right. They're literally the same. Um, well, they were uncorked before. Yeah, they're, they're still uncorked. They're still yeah, oh, okay. so, yeah. So the uh, the basing, you know, largely was because um, snow doesn't show up very well on camera. Um, <laughs> oh right. <laughs> um, it 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 has a real habit of blowing out and and just like looking like a white blob. Um, so you know, it it didn't always look that great. Um, and mm. also, you know, anyone that's got a, a snow-based army will know that when you're playing on a desert mat, um, you kind it of make you sense. lose a little bit of the kind of like you know connection to what's going on. Um, so, no. know, so and anything is possible through mm. the Omnissiah, Steve. Oh, of, of course, hundred uh... <laughs> percent. So, so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I chose to to kind of rebase, uh, you know. Right, rightly or wrongly, I kind of like them now. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. But it, 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 you know, rebasing that many points of an army is not something I want to repeat. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I think I was going to say. So we we have a, a bit of a thing on this podcast that we tend to we we tend to get pretty much bang on two hours with our lovely <laughs> guests like yourself who have come and taken the time to talk to us and and we've gone through a lot tonight and I think this is probably a good point for us to wrap up. So. I will say thank you so much for joining us, Stig. It has been wonderful. And learning about your sort of history and your thoughts on Admech and Custodes is certainly, I've loved it. I'm sure the listeners will as well. And we, I will say on behalf of all of us, and I would hope on behalf of all of our listeners, I'm sure it is, we cannot wait to see you get back in the studio, get whatever ridiculous new jank the Admech get in their <laughs> codex, find the toughest this you can, go and school the spider, because I'm sure he's feeling pretty good about himself at the moment with the Drakari. And, uh, yeah. and 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 really become the new the new master of the meta over at Tabletop Tactics. <laughs> well, well, thank you for having me. It's been great fun. I really enjoyed it. Good, good stuff. Um, so I think then on that basis, it just leaves it for me to say I have been um, ADR Wargaming, and I will say goodbye. Quipster, say goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everyone. It has been a fantastic, fantastic podcast, which I have uh, delighted in taking in random directions <laughs> at my own whim. <laughs> and the Sandman? Yeah, yeah. Bye, everybody. Um, as Adam said at the start, you know, we all believe we have important things to say and you need to hear them. And now you've heard more of the things I believe and you're all better for it. So well done. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> And if you'd like to see more, we are available, obviously, on all of your hear more. We're available on all of your favorite platforms. Um, we are also, we do have a YouTube channel, the Conclave 40K podcast. Um, uh, we are a little bit behind on episodes. I will remedy that and I will upload all the latest stuff. Uh, and we are also on Instagram at the Conclave 40K. So check us out on there. But it just leaves me to say um, thank you very much again, Stig, for joining us. And thank you to everyone for listening. See you later, guys. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye.